Hey listeners, before we get to your show, this is a blast from your past. Were you hanging around in the 90s watching Nickelodeon before you got too old for it and started smoking weed and doing drugs? Well, then you should know us. This is Danny Tamborelli and... And this is Michael C. Morona. We're here to ask you to check out our podcast, The Adventures of Danny and Michael. And here's our on-air producer, Jeremy, to tell us what you'll be hearing. You can hear things like minisodes, full episodes, nostalgia dumps, interviews with some of today's hottest comedians. That's right, Jeremy. All of those things and more. So check us out. The Adventures of Danny and Mike on the Seltzer Kings Network. You're now listening to The Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three relatively grown men binge the iconic HBO series Sex and the City. So dust off those DVDs and grab yourself a white wine or even a cosmopolitan and settle in. Take it away, boys. Welcome to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys rewatch Sex and the City with you. And just like that, I'm Corey Cavan. I'm Kevin James Doyle. My name is John Sieber. And uh, tonight we are continuing <laughs> in our rewatch. That's right. Of the television show Sex and the City. That's mm-hmm. right. We are here and uh, we're ready to go. I almost forgot the intro, which is why before we started rolling this, we sat there in silence for a second. But then I remember. <laughs> hey, big milestone. What? We hit our 440th iTunes review. Whoa. How many of those were you at the app? Do we have the numbers of how many of those were you at the Apple store? When we first I want to know. I want to break into other podcast numbers and know, because I feel like we're under reviewed. I have to be honest, based on how many people listen to our podcast. Let's let's look. Hold on. Let's think of a podcast. You don't have to name it. Hey, by the way, if you're listening, we are really appreciate you listening right now. Go to the iTunes store. Mm-hmm. Leave us a five star or a five Cosmo review and then send us your address and we'll send you a check for five hundred dollars. But leave us a five star review first. Like we have as many listeners as my favorite murder and they have one hundred (laughs) forty thousand ratings. It's crazy. Wait, what? (laughs) We have as many listeners as my favorite murder. Yeah, Yeah, we are larger because one of us. One of us is the co-host for my favorite murder. That's right. So, um. But name name one that you think we're on par with. Put it in the chat, one of you, and I'll look up and see how many. How do, this is have. a new recording software, so I have no idea how to even write <laughs> it. Chat. I also is don't. There, I have no idea. Chat? I don't listen to like. <laughs> I think I this is why we have less ratings. I don't listen to. I listen to the business on Saturdays, which is just like a a Hollywood business podcast. Mm-hmm. Like hi there. I, hi there. I hi occasionally there. listen to Larry Wilmore Black on the air, which is great. I occasionally listen to left, right. Let's see how many left, right center has. I also, if, if anyone listens to left, right center, it's a political podcast with someone from the left, right and center. And Josh Barrow is their, uh, is their host. And, uh, and he's talked a few times about how he loves sex in the city. And, um, and so I asked him to be on the podcast uh, via Instagram and he never responded and it would be an insanely weird thing for him to do because he's like a legit political commentator and he'd come <laughs> on here and be an idiot. But that's like the main political podcast I've ever I've listened to for the most years. 
And one of their main contributors to the center is Kelly Goff, who is now the, one of the writers for And Just Like That. Uh, so it wouldn't be that. that weird. Yeah. But I don't think, I mean, it's an NPR podcast, so I don't think that we're on par with them, but they only have 3,400. You don't think we're on par with an NPR politics podcast? No, we're we're not we're not publicly funded. Although, although I did write off the microphones we bought this year on my taxes. So, <laughs> well, it's, it's that funny way you, we are it's publicly funny, funded. It's funny you wrote them off because I think I paid for them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Or no, our hosting fee. Whatever you used to Venmo me for. <laughs> yeah, the hosting fee, yeah. which I think cost you like forty dollars for the year. Hey, hey. yeah. Yeah, that's, hey. it's just a chip. A, a, a bunch of little rocks can turn into a mountain. Isn't that like mm. a? That's I think a that, yeah, that that's was a Sun Tzu a quote. <laughs> yeah, it's hey. a Sun Tzu quote about how I cheat on my taxes every it is. year. It is, and, <laughs> and it also starts out with him saying, "Hey, hey, hey. bunch of. <laughs> it's not. It's not a bunch of. It's bunch of. B u n c h a. Bunch of little rocks turn into a mountain. Isn't the art of war? It's just like, hey, man, I have a sword." With, it's but not, it's my brain. It's not art of war. It's art of war. A R T A war. Art of war. Art of war. <laughs> if you use your brain, that's almost as powerful as violent things. If you think do you, about do you it, do you feel like? Do you Is that feel George like, W. Bush doing doing <laughs> sunset? Yeah. Sunset. Yeah. Do you feel like Mr. Big has a copy of the Art of War on his bookshelf somewhere that is like signed by his friend Max, but he just never read it? Wait, Dude, I, I think. I think that, Mr. Big's office is definitely samurai themed for sure. I think it's got to be samurai themed. The he walls, definitely has yeah. like a couple samurai swords on the walls. He was so pumped when Kill Bill 1 came out. Showing. <laughs> I think he was really pumped when it came out because I think everyone wanted him to watch Memoirs of Vacation and he'd be like, yeah, great film. And then Kill Bill came out and he was like, this is awesome. <laughs> he finally could how get many on times board do you it. think? How many times do you think Mr. Big has said the exact same thing? When he's been like, so when you look at it, they f they fold it and then they just pound it down and then they fold <laughs> the sword again and they pound it down and just like he just says the same exact thing about how they make samurai swords to like anyone who comes over and carries just like ugh. Oh my gosh! Wait, I have a question. Samurai swords. Because the question, the answer as written is um is good. Yes, he's a good businessman. But do you guys think that he's a realistic character of a huge good businessman? I feel like he seems like too funny and too uh too happy go lucky. Like he's never like, "Oh fuck." Which I feel like those people at that level there's always something pulling them away. And he doesn't even overwork. Yeah, he he definitely seems like he's not very very stressed about work much. I mean like, I don't know, what is it in the big short uh um the 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 main dude who um oh, why do I always forget things? I think this just shows that I'm losing my mind and getting old. Um it's uh Christian Bale's character. I guess he's like more of a savant though, but he mm. doesn't seem crazy overworked. He has that like he just goes and plays drums to Metallica and is like the economy's going to crash one day. The most but, Go ahead. The most realistic business character, uh, speaking of Wolf of Wall Street, which is uh, I just recently watched it, was Matthew McConaughey's character from that that movie. Mm -hmm. He was just like completely lost it. <laughs> yeah, just like sex craze maniac. I don't know. He he he. They I seen. The, I feel like they nailed it with that with that character.
That'd be hilarious if uh, if Mr. Big gave the same advice to um to like up. There's a scene where he's just like, so like before you make any deals, just make sure you don't uh, masturbate. Uh, hold on one second. Hi, Carrie. What's up? <laughs> Doesn't McConaughey say that? Like not to masturbate before they make big trades? I think he says the opposite. I think he says to masturbate like frequently, right? I don't remember. I haven't seen it for years. I'm a Christian. I don't watch. <laughs> well, speaking of you being a Christian, I, I watched it on I'm a Christmas Christian. Day. I don't watch bad shows or movies. <laughs> I watched it with my family on Christmas Day, the day it came oh. out. So, uh, oh, it's so good. It's burned into my mind. Um, I feel like he did say that. I feel like he did say not to do it. I'm not I sure. Know, we'll to, yeah. Someone after you, after we, we're giving our listeners a lot of instructions after you rate, um, our, our, the podcast, preferably five stars, let us know if McConaughey's character, uh, masturbates or says not to masturbate before a big deal here. This is what I'll do to incentivize people to go. Uh, 500, will, we already incentivized $500. That seems like a good, well, good pay, payment structure for G H F Y A H. There are no words for how great the boys are. Literally the uh-huh. best podcast. Uh-huh. That's pretty cool. Really? Speaking yeah. of all those the, other ones, this one's the best. And then one said one, Rachel uh, Beardsley said ready for carry con. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. All right. And she also said that she thought um, she thought that carry con was real. Mm. Um, she said in particular, <laughs> oh, this is good. There are so many times I've laughed out loud. Uh, the funniest time, funniest moment might have been when you guys launched the Steve Talks theme song. <laughs> Which is pretty awesome because John, um, uh, John wanted to do Steve Talk before we even started the podcast. Right. I'd heard, I'd heard uh, whisperings. I've heard, I heard murmurs of of Steve, and uh, thought Steve Talk would make a good little little side bit. And I'm glad yeah. we did it. Like after now that I know Steve, it's like it seems worth it. Yeah, I think you did a very good job in creating creating Steve Talk, and I think the fans are fans. The fans are fans of Steve Talk. They really are. Well, it wouldn't have been anything without your delicious uh, impression <sighs> of him, which is fan- just fantastic. I need to be very honest right now. I have I've said this in the past, mostly to myself, but I've said it that I hate it. I hate it when people use the word delicious to describe anything but besides food. But I mean this in all truth, when you said it right there, it didn't bother me. It really didn't. But usually I've heard people be like, wow, that is a delicious piece of information. And it just sounds so gross and like <laughs> over-sexualized when people talk about, when people say things like that, like, I don't what, think a, it, what a delicious trip you're going on. But when you said it, I didn't feel that way at all. I was, I, I, I actually, felt like you did it the correct way. This is, this is straight. Honestly, I don't think I've ever used it outside of describing food in my entire life. I think that was, that was my first time. And your feedback's been received. Maybe it's just the way I deliver it is nope, delicious. It was, great. It was, it was um, delicious. And so I might, I might add it into my repertoire. Do you guys ever We're like not- learn a new word and then mm-hmm. you're just like, you find yourself using it like three times a day when you're talking to different people <laughs> and you're like, if these people ever, ever talk to each other about how much I use the word advance right now, like I'm going to seem like just the biggest idiot in the world. Do you guys ever do that? <laughs> Yeah. When I found out what the word insolent meant, I used it a few times. <laughs> I, I, um, which now I forget what it means. I think it means like stupid. Insolent. Yeah. It, it, I think it means, oh, it kind of, 
Did you yeah, say I insulin? Think means, I think that's it, what that's what di- diabetics use to help with insulin. their blood sugar. It insulin. says in, insulin means showing a rude and arrogant lack of respect or what diabetics use yeah. to keep their blood sugar down. Yeah. Insulin. Which I, honestly is rude and disrespectful and arrogant that that diabetics it's rude of their pancreas to it, it's insolent of their pancreas to be so arrogant that they won't Ooh, produce. That is natural. that is some spelling bee level shit right there. That really is. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember when I found out what um the the phrase all intents and purposes was, and I always yeah. thought it was all intensive purposes, yeah. like intensive care. And uh, I remember once I said that every time I would say it, it rang in my head. The spelling of it rang in my head. And I was like, I know what this is now. I feel yeah. great about myself. There's, there's another one that I, that like, I, I think I still stay wrong, but I, I like you learn what it actually is saying. I, re- I realized that, uh, you can kind of just apply the, the four <laughs> girls thing to like literally anything. So let's do it now. What would be <laughs> the wrong what would what would who'd be the most likely to have used the wrong word for thirty years of their life and then discovered they've been using the wrong thing on all out of all the Sex and City characters? Who's out there? Confidently... Four men, women, or or any character? I guess we can open it up because my my go to is like Miranda is not going to spell anything wrong. She's a lawyer, and I think like writing legal briefs, you have to be pretty on spot. Mm-hmm. I don't think Car- Carrie like she's a writer. Yeah, she's a writer, so I don't think she's going <laughs> to misspell anything. Um, I think like, I don't know. I just see, I think in PR, you usually have to be pretty gra- like on with your grammar too. I could just totally see Charlotte botching a, a phrase or a word like, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. intensive purposes thing is like what comes up to my mind would yeah. be perfect for her character. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's you, that's, she's, you know what that's called when they, do, when they do it for comedy, it's called a malaprop. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it's from like a play from like the 1500s where Ms. Malaprop would always would always say the wrong things. You know, they like when you like, I don't know, you say the wrong word and then everyone laughs. And now it's still that years <laughs> that's later. Re- that's really interesting. Yeah, that's from a delicious piece of uh, information. It's from a Moliere play, isn't it? Isn't yeah. Moliere play? yeah, I, I think, think so. You might, I think you might have told me that one time. Well, it's funny because it's still a good joke. If there's a dumb character, like if there's like hot sauce guy is like dating Carrie and he's just like tries to act smart and then just uses the totally wrong word mm-hmm. to look smart, like that would still work as a joke. And it's like, is there, oh. is there a classic example of that in a movie that I would like recognize? Ah, man, I would have to look. I mean, let me look up like famous malaprops, malapropisms. Um, uh, oh, you know who's like the king of the malaprop? Who? <laughs> Fucking George W. Bush. Yeah. Three Shakespeare's? Three Shakespeare's yeah, in Bush. Three Shakespeare's, he does that. When he's like, yeah. also wrote Three Shakespeare's. He says, uh, I-, I have an eclectic reading list. <laughs> <laughs> eclectic. Um, yeah. Five, uh, 16 famous malapropisms. Oh, um, I'll, I'll find some and let you know. Cool. Um, well, tonight we're watching season one, episode seven. Uh, which what's the episode title? It's it's the monogamist. The monogamist. Ooh, the monogamist. The monog- You know, we're talking about old plays. The monogamist sounds like it would be some farce play. You know that it's like, and now we present to you 
the monogamists. The monogamy. And it's like two people monogamous. that are trying to find monogamy, but they keep messing up and sleeping with other people. Like, <laughs> oh, God, I forgot again. I had sex with her. But okay, well, whatever. Uh, let's see. Let's move on. Oh, my goodness. Making love to three different women. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a what a delicious predicament. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. And, All right, let's and, do it. Let's uh, let's let's watch some episodes. Ooh, why Ooh. don't we? <laughs> don't don't mind if I do you. <laughs> Episode seven: The Monogamists. Carrie and Mister Big begin dating on a regular basis, but she begins to question their commitment after bumping into him on a date with another woman. Samantha looks for an apartment to purchase, while Charlotte dates a man who prefers oral sex. Later, Miranda becomes jealous after seeing Skipper with another woman. And now, back to the boys. Well, I think that you should be with one person only. That's my take. (laughs) You have said that. You have gone on record and said that. Yeah, but that's just because I I that's just because I I'm I have a strict uh moral worldview and also because I get stressed out by conflict. So the the idea I'd want to have sex with five different people at the same time, but it's just I'm not good at scheduling and <laughs> I would just be I would just be nervous about what everyone else was thinking at the time. I think so we I said, would not. Yeah. So morally, so I use my lack of organizational skills and emotional conflict, and I siphon that into a strict moral worldview of what is right and wrong. That's funny. <laughs> I think we did say in an earlier Patreon podcast, though, that like open relationships. Well, this isn't talking necessarily about open relationships, but I, I think we were saying that they involve a lot more Google calendars mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. just get everyone on the same page. Cause I mean, mm-hmm. just, just trying to plan in our working world, uh, I would say more in the time of zoom, just trying to plan something with one person. Mm-hmm. There's, I, if you're trying to plan like a vacation or a trip or something like that, there's a lot of scheduling going on. Oh, man, so if you're trying to tough. do it with multiple people, anyone and anyone that's been on a dating app knows when you're trying to keep up with, uh, multiple convos and deciding schedules to go out with people for first and second dates. It's not easy. A lot of, you, you lot know of cognitive I think inter- work. One thing I think it, it, that is interesting about most every discussion regarding sexuality um, currently, like the past like 10 years is that everything is always framed as like progressive towards mm-hmm. and it's probably because of like lgbt stuff that that there's been like so many so much progress there but a lot of other sexual conversations are always framed as like moving forward and open equals never happened before and better but when you look through a history like all different sexual practices and norms have been tried in all kinds of different cultures. And so I do think like monogamy is not like people being like, Oh, it's like more important, like to have like open relationships. And that is, that is right. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. It's just, it's not like it's never been tried before in different Mm, cultures. And I think that, um, you know, there's sort of just a tendency towards like any discussion is like 
lifting of rules is is like pro progress and therefore equals uh more freedom equals better but i think in reality it just creates like different risks and different yeah. um and different you know different risks emotionally and physically and and different things like that but i i do think like the whole even when we t i t said like i think it's dumb to have an open relationship which i'm talking about me personally i don't want that just so the listeners mm -hmm. know but the response was like you should listen to these people and what they talk about it and those people are interesting dan savage talks about that a lot mm -hmm. but it's not like it's it's not like it's a new concept. Like right, right. if anything, like half of the old Testament is just like a King being like my 40 wives, you know, like <laughs> my so concubines. Like, yeah. I, I actually think that the issue in this episode was not a, a monogamy issue. It was more of a, like defining the relationship issue. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I think yeah. like he wasn't, he wasn't being, he, he wasn't cheating on her. It's just that she was in a different spot than he was with what their like where their relationship was at right and she said and nothing really was ever well. said she said like i've gotten so caught up emotionally that i realized i was standing alone saying the same like by myself and i thought that that was like a really mm. good yeah way Ooh. of kind of they're gonna i just that. realized this we're gonna do a bingo um for just like that and i guarantee you they one of them tries an open relationship maybe carrying big hmm we should. That's a great idea. We should come up with like a really solid bingo, a bingo card. We totally yeah, we should. Get yeah. to our listeners. That'd be really but I, fun. I, th I think not only would it be very relevant for like, hey, we spice up the marriage and like we we like that is a common thing that is it's relevant and it also would be something great for them to tackle that I think a lot of people are trying mm -hmm. now to varying degrees of of success or whatever. Mm -hmm. So that's that's a prediction. Yeah. It's not a bad idea. So I guess the first the first thing I want to touch on, and and we have all experienced it. We have all mm -hmm. talked about this outside of the podcast. Kevin and I went on an epic walk a few weeks back, and we specifically talked about a couple uh, that's doing this, and that is Couples Island. This idea of like when you first yeah. get in a relationship, yeah, and you just go like lean hard into that relationship. I'm sure we've all been in relationships like that. We mm -hmm. all know people in relationships like that. Uh, and Carrie said it was like breaking the card. The first cardinal rule is what I call a couple's island. I think she called it something else. Uh, but like, what are your thoughts about couple's island? Like when a new relationship, abandoning all your friends and just devoting all your time to the new relationship. I feel the same way about couple's island that I do about, about any, any island, whether it's the island of Dr. Moreau, whether it's it's danger, it's dangerous. There are storms on that island. It's lonely. It is. It seems tempting at first. It's like the island you're, is a you're a friends guy. You are like a social people. Yeah. Who like you are a friend guy. <laughs> like we we had we had plans last night. Kevin and I got vaccinated. Shout out to to vaccines, and we did like our first epic hang. We started hanging out at 7.45 all the way till 11.30. Katie and I went home and Kevin's like, yeah, I'm going to go check out this other bar with some other people. And it's like, you will always, you are constantly have so many friends yeah. all the time. You're very social. So for you, that makes sense. That'd be very dangerous. But there probably are, are other people who probably find a lot of comfort in the island. 
That's it's true. shady. It's nice. There's a cool breeze. There's a there's, co- a, there's be- a coconut there's a, tree that you can climb up. There's a coconut tree. There's beach. There's there's a wild boar that you can hunt and eat. There's mm. bamboo. You can make clothes. There's a you can have sex you, on the beach. You can have sex on the beach. You can go into the lagoon. You can mm. explore under underwater caverns and aquifer systems. You mm. can climb to the top of the volcano. You mm. can paraglide off of it. You can place mm-hmm. a rock on top of the volcano that symbolizes you as the leader of the island, and your 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 son or daughter can place one higher. There's all sorts it, of fun it, things. This is, is girlfriend it, island. These are activities you can do on girlfriend island. What are you confused about, Corey? I thought you were I, when you said climb to the top and the rock. Um, I was referencing Moana. Great, great oh, movie. Oh, sorry. The way. Great I was thinking, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking that there was a Lord of the Flies reference about Piggy falling off the rock and dying at that one point, and the rock drops on Piggy and he dies. That's Spoiler Kevin's alert, interpretation of, of girlfriend. That's Kevin's interpretation. Yeah, Kevin's of interpretation Island. of girlfriend Island is a bunch of boys on an island together that run wild, and then they form a hierarchy, and then they murder the fat one until the military shows up at the end and says, "Whoa, whoa, 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 what's going on here?" And they were like, "It's just been two dates. Come on." The uh, have you guys read the short story The Most Dangerous Game? A guy, his little boat crashes and then he gets there, and then a guy's like, "We play a dangerous game here." I think they've made, yeah, they made a movie is, about that, right? Well, they're surviving the game with iced tea. Is that That's what I'm based of. off of Most Dangerous Game? Uh, yeah, basically he hunts people for sport. Yeah, yeah. Did that's, you know, that's, Mr. That's, Big participates in that shit, dude. You know, yeah. Mr. Big has. You know, Mr. Big has like told Carrie he's going on a hunting trip to like South Africa, and then he just went and hunted poor people. He's like, I have a, I have a hunting thing. Yeah, a hunting thing. <laughs> she's like, exactly. You're, you're hunting poor people for sport. He said, I said, I said it was a thing. I said have it I was hunted? A thing. Have I hunted poor people for sport? Absolutely. <laughs> um, well, who are we hunting? Let's go find Max. <laughs> and he just shoots think, Max in the face. I mean, I think that that's uh, the, here's my problem with Girlfriend Island is that um, or Boyfriend Island. Um, Girlfriend Island for me usually represents a loss of someone's identity that can be extreme and not necessarily fully uh fully recoverable like Mm. i i think sometimes like now listen sometimes people change their life for the better and then they're like they find this partner and like they're like that's sweet i don't necessarily think that that is what we're talking about it's like the thing where all of a sudden that person just like changes. And at a certain point you think they're probably going to change back. That's different than like the first three or four months of a relationship being very blissful and you're like falling in love and you're Mm. just like, Oh, rather than hang out with my dudes and get drunk, like I want to hang out with Cheryl. Mm. Yeah. Who's my current wife. Just kidding. I I think like my, my issues with girlfriend or couples Island, girlfriend Island is number one it sets up like an unrealistic like situation to be sustainable like Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. can't live your life where you're just with one person at all times like you Mm -hmm. like you need to eventually go to work or to like go help a friend move and 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 when you when you leave that relationship or you go to like do those things then you face like carrie said the tribunal like you, like people are like, where have you been? And it's just like, 
for me, it seems like an, uh, not a sustainable thing to, to try to maintain. The second is this idea of putting someone on a pedestal. I think when you do that, you, you build someone up, uh, whether it's by spending a ton of time on them or only seeing that person. And then the truth sets the the truth is revealed and you're usually set up for like disappointment or shortcomings. So, mm. um, I don't know, Corey, what are your thoughts? Um, I, I totally get what you're saying because I think one thing that I, a concept that I've found interesting in the past couple of years, I guess, when this has come up is people have talked about this idea of one person being your like ride or die partner. That's everything for you. And then it come and then other people being like, no, one person cannot be everything for you. And like part of the expectation that's put on relationships is that one person is supposed to fulfill mm-hmm. all of your desires and fantasies, you know, mm-hmm. or I'm not even all your desires camp. and yeah. fantasies, but like, you know, they're supposed to fulfill like, like they're supposed to be your best friend and they're also supposed to be this romantic love partner and they're supposed to be this like amazing erotic connection. And at some point it's like, Oh, in past societies or whatever, people lived in this, they lived in like a township together and their spouse, their spouse or their partner or whatever fulfilled one thing. But you know, like you have other people in your life for other Mm -hmm. things. And like, you know, a girl or a guy is not supposed to replace your bros or your gals or whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. and so, so I feel like, yeah, I, I think that it can be, I think that it's an, it seems like a natural thing. And like, I'm also a person who I, I love to spend intense time with, I love like great one-on-one time with people. Mm -hmm. Like I, think I've spent like good one-on-one time with each one of you, John, you and I, one time, uh, we went and got massages and then we saw that movie with the rock in it. Remember that? <laughs> Dude, um, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, totally. I don't, remember, um, I don't remember what movie it was, but it was the it was the movie with rock in it, so you can imagine what it was like. It was the it was exact one of the most recent movie. buddy. It was it was like a buddy a buddy action comedy with the rock in it that came out a couple of years ago and it was great. Yeah. And Kev, I mean, we've spent I mean, we've spent a million, and you know, like we ran a show together, like, and so like I feel you know, like we've f- both had that. What you, it, it, the girlfriend that you were dating at the time that we went to France was pretty was pretty good was very like chill because mm-hmm. we, we asked, I, asked, we all were going together, but I was like, can I have a few days where just me and Corey go before? And then your girlfriend at the time flew out and met us. And I feel like that's a pretty chill thing to do. Cause we, pretty, I was like, wait, I so want the one on one time. You were the one that asked her, not, not Corey asking. I don't remember. It was you, Kevin. Kevin asked and yeah. I, I appreciated it. But like the way that it went down was that you you had gotten this like amazing place to stay yeah. and you were like, what if we go? And then we were like, what if we all do Thanksgiving together? And you were like, well, what if you and I go? And then she comes and meets us. And it was like, I think it was our first like holidays together. It was our first trip. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think you proposed it. And then I asked her and yeah, she was like, she was, she was cool with it. I, yeah. I wonder, I think there might've been a like undercurrent with, I don't know. I don't know what it was not with her, but I think there might've been people later that were like, did you really ask her that? 
And like, <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, it was fine. Um, but I think, I mean, uh, that but to you're me, right. like that's, she, that was, that was a cool, that was a cool girlfriend move or a cool relationship person move to be like, yeah, you want to have time with your friend. You guys want to go have some great time. He's got this great opportunity. Like this mm-hmm. is a cool thing to do. I agree. That's a very like cool move. Well, and I think it's like kind of on the level of what, what, um, this is talking about that like some people could rightfully just be like, uh, no, you know, or like not cool with totally. that. But when people value friendships, which some people to certain degrees have close friendships or that is like one of the main things they value. But when they do that, then I, I would say that's probably something you need to be on the same page with your partner or whatever, because yeah. Because Do you think I have a if question? If they resented that. and hated those friends, then that's going to cause major conflicts. And that I mean, mm-hmm. that's a huge thing in relationships. Do you yeah, think Carrie ended up in the place that she was, like like on a different wavelength with Big because of the friendship, like Couples Island that they went to? Like, do you think if she would have not gone to Couples Island, she maybe would have had a little bit more clarity as to where he was in the relationship? Hmm. Wait, ask that, ask that again. Do you think, so Big do, you, do you think like her, her couple's Island, like the fact that they like, she spent all this time with just him, shut mm-hmm. out all her friends, like helped progress her emotions to the point where she was on a different wavelength than big about the status of their relationship. Hmm. Like, I do you think, think if she would have slow rolled a little bit more, she wouldn't have been I think first of all, I am team carry this this rewatch. And I yep. think the way she found out big was dating other women was very difficult. That's a very hard yes. way just to be out in the restaurant and see him with another woman. I I think she has all the right in the world to be blindsided, pissed, upset, mm-hmm. and and hurt. However, I think the root of the issue is that they were on they they had different definitions of what their relationship currently was. Mm-hmm. He thought it was still in the casual phase. She thought it was more in the serious phase. My mm-hmm. question is, do you think if she would have slow rolled the couple's island and maybe just like taking a, like pump the brakes a little bit on that, would she have been more in tune with where he was at? Mm. Now, but you're not asking, would she have been less blindsided by that? No, I still, I still, think, more... I still think the way she's, I, I still think like. Uh, you're I saying guess should I, she I guess have I swam out to a little buoy. And just had a little, just got off the island, went to a little buoy and hung out there a little or, bit before. Or like, or maybe she, she never went to the island. Maybe they were more on a couple's pontoon boat looking <laughs> at islands being like, hey, that one looks good. And it's like, it does. But, you know, like, let's just kind of go around here. Let's maybe go back in and get a drink, then go back out into the lagoon. We'll go to an island one day. And then because, and then she was kind of like, we're just on a little boat ride. Who knows where it'll end up? Because I think here, here's what I think happened is she she spent like she said in the beginning in the monologue, like. Like her and Big were the only two people in New York. Like they were blocking everyone else out. Yep. It was just their story. So, Factually yeah. untrue. <laughs> so she's doing that for a couple <laughs> weeks. She's not seeing her friends. She's just with Big. She's ignoring their calls. She's not answering their, like, not answering their texts, whatever it would be the modern day. She then goes to see the tribunal and they're like, Where have you been? And she's like, I've been swept away by this magical thing with, with Big. Mm-hmm. then she sees him and she's like what the hell i thought i i just told my friends we were this thing 
if the uh, if she did it the other way and she was like with Miranda and then would occasionally see Big with the ladies, occasionally see Big, then she's out with the lady, she's out with the girls, and it's not this big conversation about where you've been. Mm-hmm. It's just like, yeah, I'm kind of seeing this guy big. They see him at the restaurant, and she's just like, oh, hey, there he is with another woman. No big deal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, or maybe not no big deal, but also like. Oh, well, you know, that's where I don't really know where things are right yeah, now. Yeah, we haven't defined the relationship. We haven't yet. defined the relationship. Yeah, I think I think that I think that her slow roll in it at the beginning would have gotten and this is no judgment at all, but like her slow roll in it would have had her her feelings and her perception of what the reality was mm-hmm. in a different place. And it would have been easier to keep her boundaries better and to keep to, to, to then have like a shocking thing like that not affect her as much. And like yeah, I said, we, like, we, no we took a on poll it. on Instagram. Um, have you ever run into someone you're dating on a date with another woman? Have you ever, um, done, has that ever happened to either of you? I was trying to think. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. I think I, I had, think I found out that I think I found out someone was dating someone else. But it was like very early and it was like, okay, you know, but, and I didn't realize it. Yeah. It doesn't look super common. We, it's, we had uh 85% said no, but 15% did say yes. Whoa. And those 15%, there's 80 people out there. They're probably not feeling great about that. I mean, second, even if you've been on one date and you're planning a second one, if you saw someone out, it's not right or wrong. You're just, you would be like, huh. You'd be like, what's that person look like? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What? Uh, where are we at? Where did you go versus where? Where were you planning on? Uh, you know, where? Where is that the place they take all their dates? Is that? You know, I don't know. It's 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 interesting because it's like that's sort of just one of those things. It's like you don't you just don't want to know about that because yeah, it, that's totally. one of those things. It's like you. If you're on a first, second, third, fourth, whatever date, you know the person's texting other people and this mm-hmm. and that. Right. Um, but you don't want to know the information. Totally. Or if you do, not- it it can affect you in ways that you don't necessarily anticipate. Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. You don't. I mean, I, it makes me wonder about when we talked about open relationships at the beginning, how much of that is a policy in an open relationship where it's just like, I don't need to know the details. Like this is my part of my life. That's their part of their life. And how much of that is shared or just not talked about at all. You know, maybe because there's an understanding there, it's a whole different deal. But I wonder about that when that's an understood thing. If, if that's just like, Oh, okay. You got a thing tonight. Cool. You know, I wonder how much of that's actually known. What if Charlotte married that guy and they had like four kids and he's like, all right, kids, daddy, daddy's got to go get his blow job. He's just like, <laughs> just like, cause I mean, See, was that essentially have what a nice he was? Day at, have a nice day at school, hon. Here's your, here's your sack lunch. All right. Bye mom. Daddy's good. Just go get the blow job. Sweetie. Oh, I'll see you later. It's just crazy at work. And, uh, I've, I've got to do drinks with the new clients. And then after that, um, I'm going to get a blow job, but, because you don't want to. This was what we agreed on. Just leave me a plate. <laughs> I want to know, do we talk about it on our Instagram? It's if I'm I don't want to like talk about it too much because I feel like the conversation could go pervy. I don't want to just like ask our listeners, just be like, hey, so you guys like sucking dick or not? But it 
I do wonder what the conversation <laughs> is. We don't have a poll on that. I was going to post one, but I was like, I didn't want to put up a poll. Be like, so who here likes blowjobs? Dude, can it just um, be, can it, can the picture just be you standing in your bathroom with nothing but a towel on? Just like <laughs> a little bit of wet hair, some moisture in your beard. You guys like, you guys like sucking dick? I was referring to season one, episode seven, the monogamous, you perverts. Um, but it, it was, it was funny there. Um, they're chatting you about that because mm -hmm. I do feel it's like I've never given a blowjob. It doesn't seem like something that I would get into even if I was a girl, but it's like, I do enjoy the, I do enjoy girl oral sex, but also, <laughs> but, what are you but I, sex just right I just feel like there'd be more people in Charlotte's camp that are just like, yeah, why would I want to do that? I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel, I feel like I, if you flip the lot, I don't know. This would, we are definitely not the people to, uh, I don't, I wouldn't like doing it. If someone was like, like, I think when we, last time we did this episode, we had Selena Coppock on and she was calling it like the blowjob elevator where it's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. Like that's, that is like, that is pretty gnarly. Like the, yeah. the four scene of the head down, like that is, it, it was tough to watch, but yeah, definitely. I don't know. I think if you pulled most people, my my initial instinct would be like people would be more okay with it than not. I I think that there is something about that they they talk about it in their chat and you and they talk about like if it's the right guy if it's the right mm. person and I'm not like saying like but hey dudes if it's the right guy but no I think that like there is something about the 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 person attached to the yeah. penis. No, I think it's like there's a thing where like there's something about intimacy with a, the right person that you do enjoy you know but that's the thing is charlotte's basically saying that like she doesn't like to do it because she hasn't found the right person no she's just saying like i don't like the act itself right but wait but how does that relate to them saying if it's the right person it they do like the act well, i guess that they were saying more like i'm fine with it and if it's the right person it's even better yeah, but then Charlotte's response was like, I think it's gross. Like, I don't like putting it in my mouth, and I don't like... Yeah, well, Charlotte can't spell. We already established that, okay? <laughs> she can't spell. She's stupid, all right? <laughs> it's 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 one of the first... Um, I think it's one of the first times that it was like that she's a complex character, mm -hmm. and obviously they're doing they're doing a lot in this show, which is like... People have to, there has to be conflict and they also just like, so you can't just go through and be like, this is a plot hole, but there's just like, there is a sort of writing with her character that she's the one that gets stuck with like these certain storylines. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I don't buy that because they use her at certain times to say things that end up not going with her character. And I don't <laughs> think that she would be grossed out by oral mm. sex based on how they take the character in other ways that are mm. to surprise you. Although I mean, she I was grossed think... out by Harry just sitting naked and on her, on her furniture. So yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe she I... would be like, what led you, what leads you to believe that she was into oral sex? Not into it, but just like I'm not grossed she, out by it. She's like on one hand, she's like, because it's like a pretty normal part of, of sex. Like you make out and then you like, touch boobs and then a girl puts it like it's like kind of <laughs> Wait, keep going 
Go ahead. Wait, you, what else happens? Does this happen on Girlfriend Island? Because I want to step then you one, put, touch boobs. Then you put the pinky toe, pinky toe in your mouth, right? Ooh, okay. I'm and then there. you're, and then you're, and then you open your mouth and you're like, spit on me. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, Tell then me she more. grabs the back of your head. She gets out a spatula and she smacks yeah. you across her. She says, says you're a dirty, you're a dirty little, Ooh, you're a dirty little whore. What part of Girlfriend and, Island is this? And then she takes her bra off if you say please. Okay, so this. this is just what we all know. This is the normal steps of sex. Right. No, um, but that I guess like I guess I just didn't totally buy. I uh, I didn't buy the chat and chew. That's that's the thing. Um, yeah, I I I I believe her character in <clears throat> in the moment, especially mm-hmm. because with Trey, like she probably was more experimental because she was like, oh, she's like, I do that with Trey. The eating when she goes on his butt. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way the chat she was was like, I don't know. I think it's gross. It's like I don't think that totally lines up with her sexual yeah. life. But well, two, the scenes did. Okay. Yeah. No, I I agree with you. I think two things. One, I think it would be amazing if that was true about her. But she was just like, I love to eat Trey's butt, though. Like if that was if that <laughs> was like, her who's Trey? She's like, he hasn't been introduced yet. But he hasn't trust been me. Yet, but get ready. He has a fantastic yeah. tasting butt. But um. But also the way the chat and she was written and they do a few other ones like this. I think it's an early, early series thing where yeah, the chat yeah. and she's are very much written. Like they're written how someone thinks a TV conversation between four people is supposed to go where mm-hmm. one person is like, I don't know. And the other person's like, I do know. And the other person's like, and I know too. And here's the thing. It's like this. And then they all mm-hmm. start laughing and then it fades out. So it feels like almost like a 1950s play like hey mm-hmm. let me tell you something this is how it's supposed to be you give a blowjob and it's great mm-hmm. all right more martinis please like it just it really didn't really necessarily fit any of their characters fully so i do i i do agree that like she would maybe change later but there's there's so much of those early chat and shoes that i feel like samantha's not really fully represented because they don't really know mm. who she is yet either like that's, that's yeah She's just also are guys are guys insulted if a girl doesn't swallow? I don't think I think think mores I think mores have changed it. I'd be uh, like by that point you're just happy to be there. What's pretty funny is like (laughs) I was gonna say I agree. I also think I was watching this and I was like you know this was like very I'm guessing very controversial when it was on that Mm -hmm. you know this talk and that but I was like uh, we had uh, Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion doing WAP on the Grammys on CBS last night like Mm -hmm. we've come a long way since then very very long way you know it's funny too there's sometimes where it's like I'll get an email and I'll look like while we're watching the episode or something you know and it's like and and I'll be like John will bring something up and I'm like oh I, I think I may have missed that part of the episode when we were watching it and then they were having this and I was like fully and I was just like, okay, so what do girls think about oral sex? <laughs> like taking notes and just be like, okay, okay, okay interesting, interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've okay. come a long way so, from Charlotte saying I don't like it to Cardi B saying I want you to hit that dangly thing in the back of my throat. Exactly. Yeah. Dude. Um, Which is a great Okay, wait, Cardi B or Megan Thee Stallion? Megan. What, what's the question? Actually, what is the question? That's the question. <laughs> That's the question. Oh, I think Whose Megan. name? Although, like, whose wait, name is, comes is first like, in the alphabet? Like, Cardi B. Wait, what did you Whose say, name John? starts with an M? Megan the Stallion. What's the like? We have no idea what the question is. All is right, it just sex. A gut reaction. Wait, what? Do you want to have sex with Megan the Stallion or Cardi B? That just feels like such a base level question. What? That I don't want to answer. Why? It's I don't like know. There's it's not Charlotte Church. Their song's "Wet Ass Pussy." Which wet ass pussy would you want to be in? 
Who says park that Big Mac truck right in my little garage? That's Wah. Cardi B. Cardi B. Cardi I'm B. Cardi B guy. Okay, I'm, no, fuck I'm, Mary Kill, uh, but only just fuck or marry. <laughs> I think I think you get married to Cardi B. She's the funniest person ever. I do yeah. I do agree with that. Although I do think Megan Thee Stallion is like very funny and very smart. It's just Cardi B is like ridiculously funny. All right, here's here's another um just like that bingo, Cardi B and or Megan Thee Stallion in in song or referenced in the series. Wait, what? Oh, like are, are, will they will there be either one of their songs oh. or will or will what ass pussy be referenced in the show? I yeah, I would I think that that's a bingo square. They're going to make a joke in a chat to you about vaginal dryness coming with age. <laughs> Probably so. Are you and asking if one of their songs will be in the show, though? Yeah, or reference. I feel like, Sav- I feel like Savage will be in a montage in the show. Mm. The Megan Thee Stallion song. I feel like that's going to be like they're all walking down Fifth Avenue. In slow-mo. About- in slow-mo. Yeah, totally. Um, I wanted to talk about what I think could be the best line in the show or... It's definitely the best line we've seen so far. And that's, oh, are, you, are you breaking up with me while you're still inside of me? Yeah. It's, it's just the... like whoever, whoever wrote that line, like came up with that line. It like hell of a job. That is such a good line and a great delivery by, by that woman, whoever she is. Fantastic yeah. job. That woman was great. Fantastic job. Ben Weber, great job acting. Um, I I think uh, I I really liked that woman for Skipper. Actually, I was like, mm-hmm. good job, Skipper. Go out and get this. Go out and get this brand ambassador, whatever she was for Vogue. Um, I really felt like uh, I just I felt like she was a nice woman that got done pretty dirty right there. Oh in, yeah, in all senses of the word. And yeah. and like really highlighted what we were talking about last week. Like the the issue with Skipper is that like desperation, and you can see it on on Miranda's face when he is like when he is telling her the story, and he's like, "I broke up with her while we were doing it," and she's just like, "You didn't have to do that." And oh my gosh, I'm seeing again how clearly insecure and needy and clingy you are, and this is not going to work. He was <laughs> in love I, with I her. That. Well, but I. I have two questions about that. One, we had, we asked the Instagram poll, uh, do you start, have you started liking someone once they become unavailable? And 64% of people said yes. 36 said never, Mm. never. I don't. Yeah. Have have you ever, do you think either have you done it or do you think there's a scarcity principle there? As soon as someone becomes unavailable, you start liking them. hundred percent. I think yeah, that's yeah. just economics, man. That's just supply and I demand. Think like, I agree. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I think, yeah, you can sit and tell yourself that you don't like this person a hundred different ways. And as soon as they're gone, there, there's one thing that changes and it's that you can't have it anymore. And that is mm. a very powerful thing. Mm. Mm. Good answer. It's funny. I don't, I don't think I've experienced it for a little while. Like there's always like a, like I used to experience it a little bit more, but I don't know, because I guess the older you get, the more you have, like you, the more you have exes or people you've dated. Um, and you like see that their life has moved on or whatever. So I don't know. I, I definitely have experienced it. Not never, but mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like with, with age, that is something that I don't know. Maybe you get when, <clears throat> maybe it's easier for it to come up once 
um, once you're in another, once you're in another relationship and then you're, you're comparing it to a lot of other things of being like, Oh, this is great because it's like the physical intimacy is really good. And we get to do this together. But that other person, I got to do this, you know, when you experience like, well, yeah, maybe when you, maybe when the lockdown is on both sides, like when your options are closed and then mm-hmm. that other person is like when that other person mm. is not available, but also you're not available to get them, mm-hmm. then it becomes more of a thing. Cause if your options are still open, you're like, Oh, I'm jealous of that person, but I can still go find whoever. But then mm-hmm. once, if you're committed, if you're monogamous, like we're talking about, maybe it gets harder. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? Do you think the Miranda thing was was a manipulative kind of jerk move to just call up Skipper right afterward? And then as soon as she was done with him, she was like, you could tell that she clearly well, treated him like a stud horse and didn't care. I think she saw again, like why she, she didn't want to be with him. Like uh, Miranda needs needs. It's the same thing that happens with Steve later in the episode where like they're they're laying on the bed. And he's like, couldn't you just do this forever? Couldn't you just be in this moment forever? Yeah. And she's like, for a couple minutes, then I want to order Chinese food. And then I want to watch my my British television show. And then I want to go on with my busy lawyer life. Mm. And like Skipper reminds me of like one of those um, fish that like suction to the bottom of a shark. <laughs> and they're just mm. like always there. And Miranda is a shark. She needs to swim free. And um Hi, my name's yeah. Barnacle Johnston. <laughs> Is that what the, um, I'm talking about I'm the a web fish. developer. What's the? It's like a placostomus or something like that. It's always kind of like a sucker fish. He's a yeah. sucker fish. Sucker fish Johnson. That's sucker what. Fish. Um. That's what that one guy that Charlotte was dating is looking for. <laughs> He's looking. For, he should date Skipper. Um, I, I think uh, the the last question we asked on Instagram, which I think is really interesting, is the the monogamy question. We started the conversation with this. We ended it with it. Um, we She's talking to Stanford. Uh, Carrie says monogamy is in. Stanford says it is now out. Uh, and we got a resounding in. 74% agreed with Carrie. 26% agreed with Stanford. Still, that's like, uh, that's three-fourths, one-fourth. Uh, here are some thoughts. People said monogamy is unrealistic. Uh, wow. They said uh, up until a certain point, I agree with Stanford or Carrie, especially as you get older. Someone said difficult to say I've been married 10 years. Someone said mm. to each their own. Um, ideally, it's nice to be uh, with multiple people, but in practice, not at all monogamy all the way. Mm. You have to be extremely emotionally mature and responsible to do poly. That's interesting. Uh, it works for a lot of couples, despite what Kevin might think is what they said. <laughs> so they're talking about they're talking about non-monogamous, I guess. Mm-hmm. Wait, uh, who said that? Where's that? I don't see that. It's, it's right on here. The... On the, it's on the dock. I'm highlighting oh, it right here. One of our patrons. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to find someone you truly love and aren't settling for. So it's it's I mean, it's interesting. I think I think uh, the, the I don't highlight want anyone's jizz near my lady the highlight is uh to each their <laughs> own i think i, I agree with to to each their own whatever works for you um i i think that uh well it's interesting because you know i think that there's a culture that we live in primarily in america of saying 
oh, you find the one and you're married forever. But, you know, sadly, like the one, even if it's not divorced, like, you know, people die or like, you know, Mm -hmm. like marriages have to end. Like there's a lot of people that have really happy marriages that have to get married again because something happened. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, uh, so I think that is still monogamy. I guess the people are together with one person, but they end up having a second marriage in a case like that. Mm -hmm. So, um, I would say that I think it's the more traditional route to have one partner at a time and I think that that exercise, uh, at least at least trying with at least one person is is good. And I think that's a lot of work. Um, and I think it's probably good for people. I'm like mostly going off this like uh, this podcast I listened to where she was just like, if it doesn't work out with one person, you it was that Esther Perel one I talked about. She was like, if it does work out with one person you need to try to make it work with somebody else because like Mm. part of the human condition is trying to like learn to love another person. That's like a huge part of life that people shouldn't miss out on. Absolutely. Can't agree with that more. Yeah. Carrie hesitated when uh, someone asked if big is the one or like really there was like, there's, there's a hesitation where no, I forgot where, what it was. I wish I would have written it down where she was like hinting at um, there like, there being a, another person in her life that got away, like another guy. And I, did, mm. I, did you, either of you pick up on that? No, I'd be uh, interested to in see when that was. I know I, I need to like go back and rewatch, but um, I, anyway, I, one, that's, one uh, thing that I, one thing real quick that I thought was interesting is first of all, we got Justin Thoreau in this episode. This is the first, yeah. the first coming of Justin Thoreau and Todd Barry was in there where he talks about having yeah. sex with prostitutes. Comedian, <laughs> Todd Barry. Comedian Todd Barry. But the Justin Thoreau thing was interesting because it was one of the first times that I'd seen, like you see the beginning of big and Carrie's games where you're like, Oh, this is going to go on forever. And she says, yeah. she does say something about like, she says she alludes to something like, I don't know, like, is this guy the perfect guy? And then you kind of see that this really sets up, like they're going to have all their twists and turns forever. Mm-hmm. But when she does the call to him, that's like, this guy's got his arm around me, say hello. And like, he says hello. And it's like such games. And then the phone big, call, the phone call. Yeah. And then big ends up meeting her and she's standing there at three in the morning. And then he comes back and they just have this like fight. And the fight is not about like, why are you playing games with me? The fight is about, I was at the front. No, I'm at the front. And it feels yeah, yeah, like yeah. such a couple's fight. Like, yeah, that is such a picture to me of people that I know that have been married for a long time or together yeah. for a long time. And they're like, yeah, we end up like fighting about this stuff, but like, that's what you do with someone. And it's not to be like, you fight. It's like, yeah, this is part of being together is like discussing these things. Yeah. And then she's like, I just want someone to stand here with me and not mm-hmm. alone. And mm-hmm. I feel like that is the best parts of their relationship. It made me, it made me not really think that Carrie was manipulative. It was just that like, she was like, look, if you're going to be out with other people, I'm out with other people. So why yeah. don't you come down here and meet me? And then he's like, fine, I'm there. And the I, poll, I thought that actually kind of redeemed some of that for them, for me. Yeah. The poll that we, that we did, um, Carrie calling big, uh, 34% of the people, 181 people said justified 353 people or 66% said it was petty. And a lot mm. of DMs said both, um, mm. which I thought was interesting because I think the first time I watched it, I was like, I was pet. I was definitely team petty. Uh, Tom Petty, 
I'm no, always Tom Petty. I won't back down. Any, um, but yeah, this time she I was definitely down. more in the uh, in the just justified camp. Especially, she was just at that party. Some random girl walks up and kisses him on the lips, and like that other guy, like his his cigar bro Max, is like, "Hey, <laughs> Julie, good to see you." It's like, yeah, she was embarrassed. She's gonna yeah. go hang out with Unibrow Throw and give and give Big a call. Like nobody Dude, can. how hard was Big throwing out those guy jokes? I don't know if y'all have ever been there, but when you're throwing out guy jokes, just trying to be obvious, thinking you're funny and you're striking out. Like when he was like, well, after tonight, I don't think we'll be doing much of anything, right? And oh, she yeah. was just like, I'm not here for it at all. I yeah. feel like I've made so many jokes like that before and someone's like, great, not funny. I'm like, Oop, sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. Sorry. Um. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for joining the ride. I, I really think the takeaway we have from this episode is the just like that bingo. Kevin, mm. I'm going to task you with writing down ideas okay. to come on a notepad. And we, we will make um, just like that uh, bingo boards for all bingo of us to participate boards. in bingo when we um, when we watch it again. So submit your uh, just like that bingos, your, what you think should be on there. I'd love to see them. Subscribe to our Patreon. That's right. Yeah. Here we have episode. expenses to be paid. No, we got microphones we need to write off. What a way, what a way to get to get subscribers is like, I gotta buy some shoes and send my kids to school. So buy my product. All right. I know Listen. If you want to hear the next episode and the rewatch, uh, that'll be on Patreon. Episode eight. That's right. Uh, we'll be on. We're doing one on Patreon, one on the main feed to get through it in time for the rewatch. So that'll be there. Also, if you're on Instagram, try our "Who is my Sex in the City boyfriend" face filter. Mm-hmm. Find out who your boyfriend is, and we, we're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna do a B team boyfriend once too. Ooh, and we we're are? gonna make. We're gonna make merch. Yeah. John and I were talking about merch. Oh, I yeah. I I have had multiple people, multiple listeners of the pod, ask me for for specific merch items. So we the first right. the first thing we're gonna make is hoodies that just say, "I need like uh, I need what could Capote Duncan needs tonight," and it's just his face, and or something like that. That's take, what we're gonna start. We've really take, thought we've really ironed yeah, out the exact. Take that on uh, Shark details. Tank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they'll do great. How great would that be if Mark Cuban was like, "I'm 100 percent in." <laughs> what do you want? Billion dollars. Uh, for one right, percent. Thanks so much for listening. You guys are the best. We love you thanks. all. Later, Later, taters. Later. The Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cabin, Kevin James Doyle, and John Sieber. The show is produced by me, Jeremy Balin, and narrated by Katie Sieber. This podcast is part of the Seltzer Kings Network. Check out all their great podcasts at seltzerkings.com. You can find the boys on their socials at The Bradshaw Boys or on their website at thebradshawboys.com. And as always, if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.